It'll be great drama, like the Tennessee Williams. So there's this guy, Johnny, a true American hero, to be played by me. He has it all. Good luck, good job, many friends. Greg, how long is movie script? And then this girl, this beautiful girl, she betrayed him. But then this Lisa, sleep with best friend. We call best friend Mark. After Mark Damon from Talented Ripley Man. And then this guy, Johnny. He go crazy. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For the greater good. (laughs) This is episode (laughs) 216, and tonight we're talking about The Disaster Artist. Not, Just like our podcast. Not wanted, like we thought, but tonight no, we're doing no. The Disaster Artist, the movie about the yes. worst film ever made. The Loom of Destiny told us to do The Disaster Artist first. Yeah, so that's, that's right. We're following protocol. That's right. We're following. We, we read the lines and the, the code, and Terrence, yeah. Terrence uh, Stamp told me to do this. So <laughs> I think that's his name. Uh, anyway, this is episode 216. Yes. We're doing The Disaster Artist. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is... Oh, hi, Sam. Vector. <laughs> well, hi, Greg. Oh, hi, oh, hi Mark. Greg. No, it's Mark. Oh, is it, I, oh, that's right. Greg is his real name. Yeah, oh, hi, Mark. Uh, oh, hi, Mark. There you go. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. There you go. Oh, I haven't chuckled at much in a long while, but that scene was just... Painful. Uh, oh, it was so painful. So painful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so... So this movie, um, <laughs> Andrew's not here. He might show up. I don't know. He's like he's on the phone with the cell company right now, having yeah. some trouble. Yeah, he's stuck on hold or some dumb thing. Yeah. He's maybe he's stuck with a like a robot voice, whatever. So I'm gonna read. Yes. The intro. If he shows up, great. So this do it in Andrew's voice. Okay, come on. Oh, I got to do the Andrew voice again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can. All right. So the, yeah. the disaster artist, 2017's the disaster artist. Okay, here we go. Yep. <laughs> <I gotta> laugh. <laughs> uh, it doesn't help too that I got pictures of of what's happening in the movie, like right in front of me, and it's ridiculous. It's of the <laughs> it's of the video shoot where he's got. I got too much wind. It's too much wind. <laughs> Knock me over. Um, uh, w- <laughs> when, <laughs> when Greg, See, I, I can envision it, it as you describe it. I, I, it's, it's in vivid detail of right. James Franco. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell us what it is, son. When Greg Sestro, an aspiring film actor, meets the weird and mysterious Tommy Wiseau, Wiseau in an Wiseau? acting class, they form a unique friendship and travel to Hollywood to make their dreams 
Come True, directed by James Franco. Yes. Um, starring James Franco, his brother Dave Franco, and a bunch of other people. Oh my gosh, that was his brother, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I just realized it. Oh my gosh. Those, they look that's, exactly alike. Oh my gosh. See, I kept thinking that was Ben Affleck's brother. Casey Affleck? In, in, doesn't Casey Affleck, isn't he in a lot of these things? No. I don't think oh, so. Oh, I was totally getting those two mixed up. Do you know who Casey Affleck is? Yeah, he's Ben Affleck's brother. Yeah, but do you know what movies he's been in? He's uh, What has Ben Affleck been in? Well, they don't usually do movies together. Oh, I thought they did. Uh, I don't know. I know, if... he, I know he was a, he was in the um, the first one, um, Goodwill Hunting. The f- was he really? Yeah, yeah, he was one of the pals in the little group of four that would go around by Aston. Aston. Really? I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, because it was Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck, and uh, Token. He's in. He was in. Um, he's been in some stuff that he's di- that was directed by his brother. Yeah. Like. Um, well, he was in that Amazon film too that won a bunch of awards, right? Yeah. The. Um, not that. Not that. The not that. Manchester by the Sea. There you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was in Interstellar. Um. He was the brother, older. Yeah, the older and, brother. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. in. Uh, Oceans 13. He's in the Oceans trilogy. I didn't realize he was in Oceans. He's the brother. He's he's the brother of the meathead, right? So he's like the nerd brother. And then there's James Caan, yeah. who's the meathead brother. Um, okay. But they're always fighting with each other. Again, um, Matt Damon. He's Yeah, Matt Damon's in that movie, not Ben Affleck. Yeah, but I, I would think that Affleck and Damon are friends as well. Though they are, yeah, they're all, I'm sure they all pal around with each other. It's kind of like this movie where if um, James Franco is in it, he's going to have all his little pothead friends. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah, you know mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's, I didn't even think about it, but as soon as I saw, oh, hey, what's what, 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 what his name? Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen. I was like, oh, <laughs> that was really good, by the way. <laughs> uh, they just grumble a lot. I was like, oh, of course he's in this. He has to be in this. But he plays such a like a great like smartass. So it, it was a good yeah. it was a good part for him. You do know that there's a bathroom right over there. Now this is this is not this is a Hollywood film set. This is not Mickey Mouse thing. Okay. <laughs> in fact, he has the only scene in the movie that's not either uh, James or David Franco in it. When he goes really? when he goes to the bank. And he's like, yeah. oh, and he's cashing the check. And he's That's like, can I, can okay. I get this thing cashed? And he's like, yeah, no problem. He goes, you mean it actually cleared? He goes, this bank account is like a bottomless pit. <laughs> he's like, really? And he goes, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making a movie. Oh, you have, are you doing like a period piece? No. no okay, never mind. Because <laughs> it's Hollywood. Everybody's, everybody has, is, is an actor. Yeah, everybody's looking for it. All right. So anyway, so this movie um, wow. is actually a really good, Great movie about a really awful thing, <laughs> awful movie. Um, it reminded me, of, you know, we've seen Trolls too, right? We, we, we did have. that at one Halloween, right? Yeah. There is a great documentary about Trolls Two. I want to see it. That that really, it's it's like the the greatest worst movie ever made, or something, or something like, like that. that. And it made me want to watch Trolls Two. Right. So this actually makes me want to go see the room. I, it does too. I do want to watch the room. It's not streaming anywhere. 
Yeah, um, you know, and I, I look I look forever. I could not find it either. Yeah, not legally. But um, no, or, no, and I don't I mean, want. I guess we have to pay for it, but um, yeah, which we definitely don't want to pay for the room. <laughs> um, it'll. I come. didn't do it. <laughs> Jeez, this is so bad. But it's or, such, no, I did not hit her. I didn't. I have that whole scene, by the way. Um, okay, good. Well, not all, all right, of it. Yeah. I have. I have some of it, but like, you have to. Uh, there's a lot to the movie that you have to admire that these guys are like, Hey, we're going to do whatever it takes. Now they have, he has the advantage that most people don't. And that's simply just money. He has money. Yep. I mean, he made it happen. Yeah. He made it happen because he has, he has all this money and that's super rare because I, again, most people who've listened to the show for more than a couple of, well, at least. Do, yeah. And what did I say? I, did I see somewhere it costs six million, right? Yeah, between six and seven million, I think is between what six and seven million, and that's just money to throw around. Well, and here's, you know, well, yeah, I mean, that was obviously money that he just had, that whatever. But like, I mean, let's think. I mean, in fairness, the movie could have been shot for way less. He just wasted mm-hmm. a lot of it. Oh yeah. I mean, having two cameras on set made zero <laughs> sense. We're gonna. Well, and do you think it was more that he didn't know what he was doing, or that it was he was so eccentric that it? No, he 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 didn't know what he was doing, but he would he didn't want to admit he didn't know what he was doing. So he's like, so you want to shoot thirty five millimeter, or do you want to shoot digital? He's like, we'll shoot both. And he's like, we shoot both, because he probably didn't realize what the difference was. (laughs) And they're like, wait, what? Usually you do one. Oh, we're thinking outside the box on this. Like, so if you actually. If you if, if we ha- if we watch the movie, I'll have to see if you can tell which one is the digital and which one's the film because they look different. Well, yeah, and I was going to say, wouldn't it be slightly different angles? No, I mean if they're right next to no? each other, you wouldn't tell. You wouldn't notice. Okay. No, I mean it would only matter is if in the same scene you cut between the two cameras, the room yeah. would be just an inch and a half to the left. You know, um, that wouldn't really matter because the framing would be the same. Okay. Um, and so I mean, if, I, if they even use that, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they just used probably just used the the yeah. the digital copy <laughs> because it was che- it's cheaper, right? Yeah. It's cheaper to turn digital into a movie than film because you have to make, you know, what I'm saying like there, there's more cost yeah. there. So there's there's like a processing to film, right? Yeah, there it's is. almost it's like a, a there is a photo processing. processing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. So yeah, anyway, so the, and you do know that that you know, Sean, you, you've created this podcast uh, room that you're in right now. Yeah, you, you know, there's one right next to you that you could have used. Yeah, and I, I know over there. That's okay. <laughs> so, so James Franco, and I'm going to be real yeah. honest. I think he should have been nominated for an Oscar for this film. I see. I thought he was. Well, he, and when I first, um, go, go ahead. ahead. I thought he was. I, I thought I saw somewhere that he was nominated for this movie. Well, he won Golden Globe for Best Actor. And then okay. five minutes later, he was part of the Me Too movement where he was accused of doing a thing. Oh. Um, which I think those accusations just eventually went away. Like, I don't think anything came from it. Yeah, but it threw him out of contention. Yeah, but basically the, the Academy was like, we can't have someone going up on stage accepting the award if their name is attached to an assault kind of a thing. Okay. So that's, that's why. Yeah. And, um, and it's a shame. And I hope that for his sake, 
that it, none of it is true. Yeah. Um, but he disappeared into this character. Totally. And it was amazing, especially when you see the real guy. Yeah. And I looked up some videos on YouTube. And of course, if, you know, a little hint to everybody if you wait to the end credits, you get to see them play mere images of each other. Right. But he is perfect. Uh, his, his, just his mannerisms and his vote, his speak, it's just the way he's, he speaks, the way this guy sounds. Yeah is is great i i I just i loved it if um you know without that character without him playing that character this movie would have been dull yeah and and this movie has an interesting thing that it does it's it's not like because the movie is about an awful movie but you really get Mm -hmm. to kind of see tommy as a pair as a person and all the behind the scenes and you get to see a little inside baseball and how movies are made. Yeah. Um, which was cool. Cause I, I was, I was having like, you know, fond memories like, Oh, I've been on films where people are yelling <laughs> at each other and the director <laughs> doesn't know what they're doing. And they're yelling at the cast <laughs> and the crew. Like I've been there. Um, did, did your director have a uh, personal toilet? <laughs> no. That, that Seth Rogen uses. Yeah. Um, he poops in. <laughs> Um, no, I didn't, there was none of that. The the only real serious yelling that we had, and I mean serious yelling, was the director of episode four of the the TV show I did was, Mm -hmm. he's also one of the main, uh, he's the dad of one of the main characters. And so in episode five, he has a bunch of scenes and he, uh, I mean, I guess I could say his name. There's no real... Whatever, but it was, his name was John Wesley Shipp, and I'm not just doing that to name yeah. drop, but he's the the actor who played the original Flash, okay, in the movie, the show, The Flash, and he's now oh. he's in the new Flash. Yeah, thank you, and he's in the new Flash too, as I think Barry's dad or mentor or something. But anyway, Is, um, wouldn't that be Flash's dad? Flash dad, I guess. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, so. He was supposed to have scenes, so he comes on, you know, that day, and he does like two takes, or three takes, or whatever, and then we break for lunch, and then he decides that he's done for the day because he has to go and edit episode four that airs in like two days. So he walks off set. So the assistant director, who's in charge slash director of episode five, oh. ah, Jesus, you okay? No, everything in my life is breaking. Oh, hi. Oh, oh, hi. Andrew. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, hi, guys. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your story. Um, so the director of episode five is screaming, you can't leave. You still have scenes to do today. And he's like, I have to edit my episode. A lot of F-bombs were screamed. You'll Oh, yeah. But like the assistant director was a dude who had worked in film for a while. He was a you know he's a twenty five year veteran, and John Wesley Ship also is too. So like like one of the guys is like you're not you're not a professional, and he's like I've been doing this for twenty years, and he's like well I've been doing it for twenty five. <laughs> so then like the dick measuring came out. I mean it was and like I'm just standing there in the lunch line with the rest of the crew like we don't really care who's on set to do the shot. Like, we're just going to do whatever. Like, it doesn't matter to us, but it was, <laughs> it was some yelling and some heated and, and stuff and, you know, whatever. But anyway, so 
So I was having a lot of kind of fun memories of this film set because I'm like, oh yeah, I've been there. Having having the cast sit around going, what's the point of what? What's this movie about? Yeah, I've been there too. <laughs> <laughs> been there too. So so anyway, like, but what I I really enjoyed about the movie is that the movie isn't just um. It's not just, hey, look at this train wreck. Let's laugh at it. You know? Yeah. Like, like it was. You could tell there was real intent on Wiseau's part of making something good. Well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that this movie wanted to show you that. That this guy, for all his weirdness and in, 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 in quirks, he was genuinely trying to make a great film and doing it in the only way he knew how to. Yeah. And the movie's not really making fun of that. Uh, yeah, they could know? have really easily gone down the road of making fun of this of Tommy. Yeah. And making him a a comic book character or not comic book character, but just well, a comic book, you, you not, know, Jim Carrey-ish type of goofball. Right. Make him but, yeah, turn him into a cartoon villain. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he like all the 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 which call it people in Hollywood were telling him he should be. Yeah, tell him that he should be a villain, which, you know, he probably could have been a villain in some things, but like Yeah. But you didn't they didn't turn them like like we were saying into a cartoon character. They yeah. they let the movie just tell his story, which yeah. is interesting enough. Yeah, and I thought it was brilliant in a way because there were times when you generally liked this guy yeah. right and there are generally there are times when i'm like this guy is a jerk i oh. he is the worst person in the world yeah you know it wasn't black and white it was very gray area and i i appreciate when they can make you you know have those feelings for a character or i guess in this case a real real person right um instead of just portraying them in a golden light or a you know as a villain yeah and he He's actually kind of relatable a little bit. Obviously, Greg. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Uh, uh, um, you know, Greg is is kind of the every every man. Yeah, he's kind of like our connection to the movie. So you know, we're kind of seeing things through his eyes. Yeah. And like all of the, the when he's like making these faces, like, is this guy serious? Like, we're all kind of doing that with him, and so yeah. we're on this journey with him, and. Like you feel bad for him at times. I mean, like his girl leaves him. That really, that which I'm pretty. I think I read. I think that's his actual wife, um, Dave Franco. I think that's his actual wife. No, really? I, I think I think it is. The um, what's her name? Uh, Allison Brie. Allison Brie from Community. I didn't. I don't. I think. Oh, she's my age. I don't think so. She's oh, there's some amazing. Feedback. Oh dear lord. Somebody get the sound guy on set. Oh, he's fired. Yeah. Yeah, spouse Dave Franco. Yeah. yeah they they okay. got married back in March. Last For March. Um, yeah. She, She's that, awesome in uh, in Glow. She does very, very, very my, good work. My favorite, yeah. my favorite role she did was Unikitty. Unikitty, yeah. <laughs> um. In fact, when I when I saw the Lego movie, I didn't know who she was. I still don't know who she was because who she is because I've never seen Community. God, dude, you got to see Community. What is Glow? It's Glor Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Oh. It's a Netflix show. 
Look at that. Yeah, that's that's weird. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one to binge. Uh, right. Kimberly and I like that one. Really, Kimberly likes a TV show oh, besides yeah. Survivor. Yep. Oh, I'm I'm surprised. Yeah. Um. Wow, these wrestling <laughs> shots, these action shots of her wrestling are really interesting. They do it. They really do it. That's what I'm That's saying. Like sure. these are action shots, so it looks really cool. Yeah. Especially when she's like upside down and someone's like sitting on her face. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. Oh, that's a that's a that's a big girl. Anyway, um, yeah. sorry. So yeah, they're married. So anyway, like so like Greg, like she leaves Greg because he oh, feels hi. he feels you know honor bound to um, you know to help with this movie because he you know Pinky sweared or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Um, do you think he knew it was going to be a train wreck from the beginning? No, I think. He, I, yeah. Like, again, I've worked on bad films that we knew weren't going to be great, but we didn't think were going to be bad. You know, yeah. like you don't set out to make a bad movie unless you set out to make a bad movie. But, but those usually don't work. At least I, I don't think so. You good, Andrew? No. Oh, but I'm okay. Uh, all right. Well, glad you could. Suppose. Glad you could join us. So are we? Yes. Is the show going? Yeah, are we're we, yeah. we're recording. We're 38 minutes. We're live. In. Okay, because I almost said some choice words that I'm sure that you would have. <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't be that much different from the from the Baywatch episode that I had to put an explicit tag on. <laughs> um, and actually, and I and I gave a, a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Um, that there was some foul language in it. So, but people have listened to that episode. So, hey, good for them. Nice. Uh, so basically, Andrew, uh, all we've done is the intro, and we're just kind of talking about this movie and that how it's not the disaster artist is is a movie about Tommy Wiseau. It's not making fun of a terrible movie, The Room. It's not making fun of this of this cartoon character of a human. No, it's, sure, it's just a story. It's a, it's a it's a story and it's told really well mm-hmm. and and we were just saying that basically Greg is kind of he's our Hi, eyes. He's he's how we're viewing the movie. Yeah. Through his right. eyes and you totally kind of relate to him and and again I I feel bad for him at times especially when the rest of the crew are just exhausted and fed up and he's kind of he has to be the guy that kind of he's the communicator he he's the one that can talk to his own right like like in like the only one that tommy will allow to come up to him and talk and and whatever so i just i this this movie just i was i was kind of floored at how much i enjoyed this movie (laughs) yeah truly me too yeah, all, I mean the the peaks and the valleys. They I just they did, and to be, I don't. I'm sorry to be directed by James Franco, and be this good surprised me. Yeah. Is that a bad thing? No, I'm with you. I mean, usually his movies are not really, or the few that oh, he's done are the, the are less serious. The 127 hours really. Well, was good. well, and then that one, yeah. 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 
but mostly he's in with his buddies doing these, um, you know, what would you call weed movies? Not weed movies, but no. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. He's yeah, he does. <laughs> Hot movies. He's doing a bunch of crap. My gosh, this guy must be bored as hell. He's doing so just in 2019, 2018. He's doing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. He's doing fourteen movies between twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. So in a multi in a movie called Multiple Man, he's playing Multiple Man. Um he's in a movie called Naya, Legend of the Golden Dolphin, he's dude. Uh that's a three D kind of a weird thing. It sounds actually sounds Japanese kind of. The Pretenders, he's Maxwell. The Ballad of Buster Scuggs, Scruggs. Um, Arctic Justice, he's Lemmy. He's the voice. So, I mean, he's doing a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Um, Disaster Arts of the Vault. I'm trying to think movies that I've seen him in where I was like, oh, yes, that's the good version. Like that's a good him. Yeah, and I'm I'm still looking because he's doing he's done so much crap. Uh-huh. Well, I, I have definitely. Yeah, he lent his voice to to the animated movie Sausage Party. Did you see what his character's name was? Druggy. Druggy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I'm scrolling through. I, there's, I mean, gosh, I haven't seen any of this stuff. Seriously. Uh. I mean, the last movie I saw him in was The Interview, oh, which is another one funny. of those movies that we're talking about that he likes to yeah. make. I mean, I liked him in it because he was funny, but... Um, oh, he was Oz and Oz and the Great and Powerful, but it wasn't a yeah, thing I would... But that's kind of a serious movie, and he was good in it, yeah. and I liked that movie. I think it's fine. I know people have issues with it. Andrew's having issues with his microphone, but... Yeah, sorry. Um, oh, he was yeah. in uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, too, where he was a serious role. Yeah, that was a good movie, and he was good in it. Yeah. Did you guys see the roast of James Franco on Comedy Central? No. No. Yeah, they uh, they made fun of the Oz Great and Powerful movie quite a bit on there. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he... Uh, I don't know exactly what happened with that movie, but... Uh, it was like every comedian was, was uh, hitting him with that one. So, <laughs> I mean, okay, he uh, the acting is a little bad and it's a little phoned in, but like he's supposed to be this like weird, over the top, eccentric magician, ladies' man, man. And I, I didn't bother me, but I, I didn't watch the roast, so I don't know what they said, obviously. Yeah. Um, I like his brother, David. Um, who or Dave, I should say, you know, he was in the Can You See Me movies. Now you see mm-hmm. me, I mean, yeah, now you see me. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at some other stuff that he's done. I'm trying to see if I've seen. Uh, apparently, he's in the Lego nin- Ninjago. He's our Marvel connection. He's our Marvel Avengers Academy, the video game, the voice I'm of Tony Stark, Spider Man, dude. He's not in. He's not in Spider Man. Yeah, he is. He's Harry Osborn in Spider-Man. Okay, that's James Three. Franco, not Dave. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I was looking at James Franco. Yeah, he plays Harry Osborn in all three of those. Yeah, I was talking about Dave. Yeah. Um, he's not, he's obviously not done as much as his brother. 
And you know, I'm willing to guess that a lot of our listeners He was in Super Bad. That's funny. Greg sorry, our listener probably has not seen this movie. Do you let let's move on to some clips to show exactly Oh, you want to go there how, now? Yeah, let's 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 show the brilliance in action here. All right. Well, before we do that real quick, let me let me just take a couple let me let me go through a couple notes real quick, and then we can keep talking. Oh, okay. As, All right, sorry. As, no, it's fine. We'll, we'll we'll keep talking. We'll discuss some of the clips as they happen. But the, one of the few clips I wanted to talk about was uh, his mom, played by Karen Walker. I thought that was kind of funny. I can't remember her actual <laughs> name. Megan Mullally, I think is her name. She's Keith Offerman, Keith Offerman's wife. Really? Like like the actual Offerman? Like that? What's his name? Um, the dude from Parks and Rec. Yeah, Nick. Nick. Nick, Nick Offerman, Offerman, not Keith. Yeah. I got Keith Overman and Nick Offerman <laughs> conflated. Um, Offerman's wife, that's his wife. Um, uh, I wrote, he's okay, he's truly delusional. He should be a villain, LOL. And then I wrote montage, so I guess I got to play. Montage. I got to find it. Hold on. Montage. So, by the way, I'm very excited to tell you that... I am now back to a two-computer system. Yes. I own both of these computers now. Technically, I don't own either one of them, but they're mine. <laughs> to, to have and to hold until the owners of them reclaim them, but I don't foresee that happening. So I have now every clip available that has ever existed. So I have things like... <laughs> yep, that was Andrew. Um, and uh, there's yeah, I have that again, and the devil, yeah, I got all this stuff again. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! Just in case we miss a little corny tonight, here we go. The power of podcast compels you. There we go, there's corny, (laughs) and uh, that is one big pile of shit, yeah. So, I mean, I got a bunch of stuff, like all kinds of stuff. So, sweet, I'm ready to go. So, if you want to say, hey, play that one thing, I can do it. Nice. Um, I'm not saying that we should do that, but you know, here we go. Here's In the boot, yes. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's our first clip. Again, just to kind of give you a little bit of the of the accent that is Tommy Wiseau. Okay. Good day, sir. Good day. Come on, you have to be louder. Uh, Tommy, I just I don't. Don't worry about these people. They're only you and they're only me. Now do it. For Jack. Okay, okay. Good day, sir. Okay, um... um Don't be weird. I'm, I'm do it. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, have I the honor of visit uh, from the illustrious god Jupiter okay, Tonin? Okay, that's good. Keep going. All right. Uh, right. Uh, so, uh, so stood stood he in, in the Greek statue of old, grasping the lightning bolts. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that was awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you know, it, it is that Eastern European with a thrown in California accent. <laughs> Something I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, it's certainly not uh, Cajun. No. So, so this movie has a, a strange Baywatch connection. Um, okay. This has two Baywatch connections. Um, Zach Efron is in this movie as the mugger. 
um, <laughs> which was weird. Randomly. Right. Uh-huh. I'm like, right. Cause I was like, wait, is that Zach Efron? That, that is Zach Efron. What the hell are you doing? And then the, the guy, the black guy that owns the, the, the studio where they record the film, he was, yeah. in, he was the, the nerd in Baywatch. I'm like, how weird that we got, um, in case you're wondering, we did, oh yeah, because last week we did the, or two weeks ago, we did the, um, the Baywatch live episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, that two Baywatch connections back to back. That's kind of weird. Um, and, and I did also write Dave Franco with this beard kind of looks like Captain America from Infinity War. Really? Yeah. Like a Walmart brand. Yeah. I mean, like he could have been his stand in. Right, obviously he's not as big as Chris Evans because Chris Evans is a big <laughs> man, but like he could have been his stand-in or like a stunt okay. double or something. Uh, I don't remember what this one is. It's just it, uh, it's twenty seconds of something. I'll miss him very much. His whole life, people tell him you're not good enough, you'll never make it, but he doesn't listen. He shot them all. That'll be us one day, right? I, I hope we're not dead on the side of a road. No, not that part. <laughs> and we'll be famous. There we go. I forgot what that meant. Yeah. No, not that part. Not that part. We'll be famous. <laughs> and and so, yes, people are aware of the accent in real life. They hear it. And so this is a scene that just cracked me up. Rule to my class are simple. Work hard. Just, just by the way, it, it's a minute long. It's worth it. Just hang in there. It's a yeah. minute. It's worth it. Rule to my class are simple. Work hard, shop on time. Try not fall asleep, everybody. And question for a start. It sounds like you're doing, am I hearing an accent? Oh, uh, no, no, what, what do you mean? Because I'm hearing a kind of Eastern European accent. No, that, um, that's from New Orleans. Where, what? New Orleans, you heard, you know. Where? That'd be easy. Oh, New Orleans. I thought, I didn't know what you okay, were saying. Yeah. Okay, well. can we just try to lose the accent? Take it again. The rules to the claw are simple. Work hard. time. Try not to fall asleep. <laughs> So yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's... the um, <laughs> the it's he gets worse. His accent gets worse yeah. as he's trying to work on it. I love it. And a really interesting thing is that, and again, I've I've never been on the casting side of the world. I've only ever been on crew. I mean, I had friends who were casting agents who have gone on to do. Um, you, you want to talk about breaking the seal. Um, one of my friends who, uh, who I worked with, uh, her name was Holland. She would go on to California um, and become, her, her big kind of claim to fame for a while was she was a casting uh, director for the Amazing Race show. So if you've ever watched that show and go, oh, that show is truly reality TV, uh, to yeah. a point... Every time they interact with a person, that person's an actor. So when they go to the scuba stop to buy the to rent the gear, that's not Scuba Steve that actually owns the store. That's that's paid actor man who's there pretending to be Scuba Steve. You know what I'm saying? So 
Like when huh. she told me that, I was like, oh, like I've never watched one second of that show, but it kind of like made me never want to watch it again, or ever. Yeah, because I was like, oh, you just, you just killed it for me. But anyway, it's fine. Um, the cast. Oh, here she is. Uh, she's done. She's still doing stuff. She did. Well, she hasn't done stuff in a, in a couple of years. She did something called Bad Girls Club. She was the, the casting director. Uh, Extreme Weight Loss for 40 episodes. The Real World. The Biggest Loser. Um, American Bible Challenge. Jeez. Okay. Uh, American Baking Competition. So a lot of these baking kind of things where you're just trying to find regular-looking people to to play regular people kind of a thing america's worst driver opportunity knocks um so huh. anyway uh I don't yeah see. well even survivor the the mother of all reality casts its crew oh you sure. know it, it's it's there's a specific reason why some you know why they're mostly pretty people if you if you got a, a section a, a true representative section of the united states uh, there's a lot more Walmart-looking people out there than there are uh, pretty people. I didn't know this. She worked on The Apprentice when The Apprentice filmed in North Carolina. Huh. I didn't know that. Huh. Um, but it's weird because I'm looking to see her in where she did The Amazing Race, and I don't see her credits for it. So either huh. she worked on it in another capacity or... She didn't work on it, and she just had a friend that worked on it. I mean, she's done a bunch of reality garbage, but she's not done that show, which is weird. Anyway, it's fine. Whatever. Um, good luck to her. She's married, apparently. Her her last name's changed since I saw her. Dr. Les? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, uh, next clip. Next clippy clip. Uh, <laughs> you You made reference to this earlier, Sam. Okay, I have uh, one announcement. This um, is bathroom. I spend many dollars on this. It's for me only, director only, okay? You know, there's like a real bathroom with like doors and everything right right there. This real movie set here, real movie set, you know? No Mickey Mouse stuff. Copy that. Okay, enough pet talk. <laughs> we make movie. The Room. Yeah, The Room. Yeah, let's make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought about <laughs> capturing his... <laughs> his monologue there before that bit to kind of show that he can actually kind of inspire people. Yeah. Uh, but then I decided that the accent was so strange that I think just the audio form would come across as silly. So, yeah. I, so I didn't. Yeah. Um, you, you need a little time with him in the movie to get to that point and, uh, and understand what's going on. Right. Well, some of the great, and I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to, to the trivia here, but like some of the trivia um, is really great. James Franco spoke like Tommy throughout each day's filming and even directed using Wise Owl's distinctive voice and syntax. So, I mean, like. That makes sense, though, because I, I would think it would be hard to get in and out of that yeah. character. And that's the way people are method acting nowadays, right? Like, that's, that's how. I mean, that's how Heath Ledger lost himself in The Joker, because he never let go. Like, he was always in that. And part of the. They think is one of the reasons why he killed himself. So. That's why I eat a lot. 
But could you imagine, like, <laughs> okay, Seth, I need you to go over here and deliver the line to me. Okay. All right. Sound guy. Like, like I mean, could you imagine that? It would be ridiculous. Uh, anyway. Uh, Which is uh, probably why. Uh, I, I read a review of, of this movie that said that it, to be a fly on the set of either of these movies would have been amazing. Oh, yeah. no kidding. I would love to have been on the, while they're making the disaster artist. To, to finish out that, that bit of trivia, uh, though Jason Mantazukas, whatever, said that Franco did not direct in character and only spoke like Wiseau, Seth Rogen admitted that he had a hard time being directed by Franco while being interviewed on the Howard Stern show. Rogen said during the first two days, he had a hard time containing his laughter as Franco <laughs> was speaking as Tommy with his notice, noticeable European accent. Franco told Rogen he would get used to it, which he eventually did. So I think that's great. <laughs> I saw an interview, uh, I think, on uh, Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. With James Franco back when this movie, I guess when it came out, um, or maybe back when it was Oscar time or something. And, um, you know, he did a little bit of the accent on this on the show and talked about it and talked about how uh, this guy really, you know, really was this way. And and he said in, in his interview that it wasn't like you said earlier to make fun of the of the guy or or the movie in any way it was just to tell about this process that he had and the story behind be, becoming this director and uh you know how mysterious their things were about him about where his money came from and and all the stuff that right they point out in the movie right and yeah like they say in the movie you don't find out like right. you yeah. still don't know where he got his millions you know, and and I mean, when he's like, "Why don't you come live with me in Hollywood?" He's like, "We can't afford that." He's like, "No, I got a house there. It's no problem." He's like, "Wait, <laughs> you have a house in L.A.? Yeah, come stay with me." Like he had a place in L.A. and San Francisco. I mean, yeah, this guy had to be super rich. Yep. And to, and to blow six million on a movie without blinking an eye—I mean, it's a lot of money. I mean, he could have made that movie for two and a half million had he not wasted so much. Right. Yeah. I mean, one of my notes I wrote was, uh, it was the, what, the 60, 67 takes to get the, I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Like, oh, hi, Mark. Like, 67 takes to get that. You know how much money oh, wasted time. that is? Oh, my gosh. It's so hi, insane. Like, we were on a film one time. Super low budget. Again, I think that movie was the biggest budget I'd ever been on, and it was only four million dollars. And the main actor was also one of the producers, kind of like this. And he was late by three hours to set. And the director got into his face and was like, "Where have you been? You, you, you're just. We've been here waiting for you, and you're just wasting money." And he goes, "Then bill me, right?" Yeah. And we actually did the math because we're bored and we're all, we're all film nerds, right? Like we're bored. And it was something like he was wasting like, like, like $300 a minute. Oh my gosh. When we're not wow. filming or something like that. Cause when you count, 
crew salary and equipment rental and catering, you know, like for to to just sit there for three hours and not filming, he ended up wasting like like t- eight grand or something like that, and ten grand or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like movies are expensive. Yes, <laughs> even low budget crap is expensive. So um, that's why when you get movies like the Blair Witch Project to do the whole thing on sixteen thousand dollars. It's actually impressive if you think mm-hmm. about it. Um, oh, I did write, wow, his wiener is wrapped. I really feel bad for that girl. I did, <laughs> I did write that. Like, right? Like that, oh, that was torture. That seems funny to laugh at now, but I felt so bad for her. I feel bad yes. for both actresses, the one that originally had to play that part and the woman that had to play with James Franco's wiener all over her. Um, <laughs> I hope when, the way they were filming it. And I hope that when they actually filmed him getting on top of her, he was more covered than just a paper bag on his wiener. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, they... Showed his ass, right? You know. Yeah, that one time. So I don't know, year. but like, yeah, I, I, I felt so bad for that girl. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, here's some more of uh, the thing. Scene one twelve, take thirteen. Market action. I did not hit her. I. Okay. Okay. Wine. I did it's not hit her. It's not true. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Take 17. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh. Oh, my gosh. See, but, you know, the funny thing is we've all kind of been there. um, Because in in band and all these other things we've been in, we've been around people that, you know, you could basically play their part at at some point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I will say this. Um, I don't ever remember taking that many takes for a, <laughs> for one scene because, now again, the director is in the scene, right? So he can't. But like we've had scenes where the actor had a hard time because the line was really long. Mm-hmm. Um, like nothing like that. Like that wasn't very long, but like, like a legitimately long scene. So we would break it up for him. You know, we would say, okay, well, we'll get the first half and then we'll we'll change the camera position and we'll get the second half. That way, you don't have to remember as much. Uh, the, the longest when we ever did was, it was, a, it was a rape scene. It was a date rape scene. Oh, dear scene. Lord. Yeah, and the director was this weirdo from New York and uh, he wouldn't talk to the crew. He literally only talked to the actors and the assistant director. And I guess because maybe he thought he was some big shot from New York. He didn't want to have to talk to the the local South Carolina. beyond talking to the crew. Yeah, it was weird. very weird. And and we filmed, and there was no, there's no dialogue. It's just action, right? There's no dialogue. I mean, you know, it's just this, this dude is carry, is kind of, he roofied this, this, the cute blonde girl of the show and takes her to the parking lot and decides to do what he's going to do to her in the parking lot, which is really weird. And, and then one of the, one of the main actors comes in and kind of stops it. So, but we must have filmed him, and I mean, this guy, he told this guy, he pulled him aside and was like, I need you to get into it. I need you to, like, to touch her. And, uh, and, and he pulled her, and he, he did not tell her what was going to happen. And there was a couple of times she broke character and was like, whoa, 
hang in there, Hansy McCann's. And he was like, hey, the director told me to. And then the director had to pull her aside. But we did that for like 15 takes. It was really creepy. Like we, It got to a point where I'm looking at the I was a boom operator, and I looked at the sound guy, and I'm like, is he like just over there like getting off on this? Like what is happening? Because it's really weird. weird. And then the scene where the hero comes in and saves the day kind of a thing. We did that scene. Basically what he does is he takes him in, in kind of a f- traditional... He takes him and throws him up against another car. And the car he threw him up against was the rental car of the director. It was his physical rental car. Yeah. And, and the hero, is, he's a, his name is Brent. He's a big guy. He's like 6'2", probably like 210, but he was super athletic. Like he played baseball in college, right? And the guy he's pushing is a bigger guy, like maybe 6'1", six, six probably 230, right? And he... Every time he pushes him against this car, he's physically hitting the car because the, the car was in the shot, so we wanted to see him hitting the car. After take 11, they dented the car, the, the trunk Ooh. of this hood, right, or the trunk of this car. And on take, I think, 14, the kid hit the, hit the car and fell down to the ground in pain on, of his back. And the set medic had to come in and say, he's done acting. He, oh, my gosh. He had a bruise on his back, and he's like, he, he's done for the night. I hope he doesn't have any more lines Wow! because I'm cutting him from acting. And the director got all mad and then it was a big argument. And then, but eventually he, he, he walked away because our set medic was basically Mr. Clean. Uh-huh. Like he was like six, four bald, former Marine, buff dude, like huge buff dude. Right. He was great. I loved yeah. him. I loved him. I have other stories about him and I think I've shared with you guys before and I'll, I'll share off air. But, um, anyway, my point is, 67 takes is a whole lot. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to go on that, that long a tangent. Um, I don't know. Most people don't care that I worked in this industry for five minutes, but um, holy shit. Uh, here we go. Number 26. This was cool because I've heard this said before. Hey, can I ask you something? Why, why do you do it? You have a husband and grandkids. You live 50 miles from here, and you're waking up at 5 a.m. to drive all this way. For what? We're actors, Greg. You and me, people like us. Even the worst day on a movie set is better than the best day anywhere else. Yeah, I've, I've heard that before. Yep. Huh. And of course... Oh, hi, Mark. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and now for some more bad news. Ready? Uh, oh, by the way, there's a post credit scene. I hope, Andrew, you participated in that because it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, good. In almost every interview with the disaster for the disaster artist, James Franco mentions that Tommy approves of 99.9% of the film. His only objections were that the lighting of the first scene, which Franco believes was because Tommy was wearing sunglasses when watching the scene, <laughs> and also for the poor way James threw the football. <laughs> the infamous Chris R scene is being shown as taking place in an alleyway, while in the final film it takes place on a rooftop. It was reshot because Tommy thought it would be more dramatic on the roof rather than its initial location in an alley. The reshoot cost eighty grand and took two weeks to shoot. Wow. Um in December 2017, interview Greg, uh, the kid that got to play Greg, uh, Greg, 
admitted that he was disappointed with the film, that he felt the film should have been a half hour longer and that it should have included Tommy's backstory. The problem is no one knows Tommy's backstory. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's tough. Anything else you guys want to add about this thing? I mean, this thing Whew. is just crazy, right? Yeah. But crazy, but it's good. But, I, yeah, you know, you know, we love um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street because it's crazy, but it's a different kind of crazy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, anyway. Um, Excuse me while I whip this out. I don't know, Andrew, if you saw and grip me, but uh, were you doing movies about movies or movies about making movies? If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And uh, if you have that list handy, go for it. If not, I'll let Sam start. Yeah, Sam, go ahead. All right. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of honorable mentions. Um only because they they aren't about making movies, but making plays or uh, Broadway, and that would of course be the producers, which is okay. a heck of a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And um, Birdman. Oh yeah, which okay. Is about making the film or making the the show. But my number three would have to be the Muppet movie. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, my number two would be Saving Mr. Banks about Mary Poppins. Oh yeah, All right. And then uh, my number one was one of the my earliest movie memories, not because I was old enough to see it in a the theater, um, but <laughs> we used to watch a lot of musicals. But Singing in the Rain, Singing in the Rain, yeah, um, is a movie that that I grew up with. <laughs> so. Yep, you were old enough to watch it live. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Oh, I can't tell you how many times I've seen My Fair Lady um, and fallen asleep on the couch. That's that oh, was I love the one that uh, would uh, I'd go to sleep to at night. Um, so yeah. So what about you there, Sean? Sorry, I, I paused because I'm. <laughs> so again, more a little inside baseball. My house is right next to a major road now where I live. My rental house. And there's like a like a dip in the road or a bump or something. <laughs> and so if a big truck has to be a big truck or like a trailer. Bless you. If they thank you. If they hit it, <laughs> it vibrates the house. Seriously. Whoa. And, it, and it feels like an like, earthquake? Not a quite an earthquake. Like the first three times I heard it, three or four times I heard it, I thought my son had fallen out of his bed. Oh gosh! You know, like it's a thump, right? But you, but yeah. it feel it in the house. So, as I sit here, not in the dark, but at night, um, I just heard that that bang, and I'm kind of listening to see if I hear cries from the bedroom to see if it was in fact my son falling out of bed or Aww. if it was just a a big truck driving by. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> and that wasn't just me um, stalling to look at more movies because right now I only have two on my list. Oh. Um, and and not just because the ones that you said I don't I don't I've already forgotten and I don't think I saw them um, either. <laughs> so <laughs> um, because there's other movies that I've. There's movies that I've like that I've seen parts of, like I've I've never seen all of 
that does oh. that no that okay. doesn't that, sorry i just saw a movie that was in this list that i don't know if it works but i kind of want to use it um but like i've seen parts of singing in the rain i've seen parts of tropic thunder but not all of it um they have here uh, they're making a reference to galaxy quest and that's actually like the other way around, right? Where it's yeah. like the movie is about a fake TV show. Yeah, they think they're in a movie, right? Or right. The, or they yeah, yeah they start off thinking that it's a TV show or a movie that they're doing, and then it turns to be real. So that's kind of like anti what we're what we're trying to to do here. Um, but like, like the, yeah, I have one that's kind of like that too. But like, like. Like La La Land kind of falls in this, but not yeah, it's really. Close. I, yeah, like it's on the edge of it, but not really there. So, like again, the ones that I've seen, and again, I'm I'm scrolling through these huge lists of of these types of movies, and I've just like I've never seen Hollywood Land. I've never seen Hail Caesar. Never seen L.A. Confidential. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of these movies. Wasn't that, that that wasn't about movies though. That was about well, it's about a murder, play. but it was during. During the making, the filming, or something, yeah. something like that. Um, so anyway, my my so I only have two on my list, and I'm sorry, but I just can't think of anything else. So my number two is Boogie Nights, <laughs> um, <laughs> and and number one is Super Eight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shoot. Okay. So that's all nice. I got. Um, there you go. Oh yeah, Super Eight would is at my number one as well. Um, number two, I had uh, Who Framed Ro- Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, I've seen that. Um, and then uh, number three, I had uh, Tropic Thunder. Uh, nice. But I also had thought about The Last Action Hero, but I know that that's kind of like you were saying, it's kind of the opposite. Oh, of... I don't know because they actually go into a movie, so the movie yeah, so is a literally a. But it's literally about a movie. That actually is. I think that's actually more appropriate than Who Framed Roger Rabbit because they're just yeah. dealing with cartoon they're characters, with actors, and yeah, and they're in Hollywood. Yeah. Okay, I got a question. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? We, I think we all like that movie, right? Uh-huh. Like, real people and cartoons, and it's kind of violent, and you kind of see Jessica Rabbit's for JJ when she falls in the mud. Um, <laughs> like, they drew it, which is kind of gross. But Creepy, yeah. But then this, 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 as I'm on IMDb, and as IMDb will do, they will advertise the shit out of a movie, an upcoming movie. I mean, just <laughs> ad nauseum, right? And that new, what's it called? The um, the, the sexy time murders or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> sexy time murders. You know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> the happy time murders. That's what happy it's time murders. There happy you go. Time yeah, murders. the Muppet sexy movie. With, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't think of stuff. <laughs> the happy time murders. Which, which that is, reminds me of uh, the, the uh, Stewie Griffin. Time for a sexy party. <laughs> but it's got, but it's directed by Brian Henson, like son of yeah. Jim. Uh, but it's got a bunch of Muppets that are in real life. And for some reason, I, I'm just going to assume that that movie is going to be awful. 
Mainly because Melissa McCarthy hasn't done a good movie in a while. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Like for some reason, I'm okay with cartoon characters, but not Muppets. I don't know why. <laughs> but the Muppet movie is really cute, and I'm totally good with that. Maniacal laugh, maniacal laugh. Like I'm good with that for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm weird. Um. All right, that, you did yours, yeah. Andrew, right? Awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, then we do this part of the show. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where you give me your score out of ten. That's what that's what happens right now. Uh, I guess, uh, Andrew. Okay. I really liked the film. I didn't expect to like it, to be honest. Um, but having seen a little of the backstory before I actually watched the movie, uh, with the interviews and and a couple of things that I had seen here and there. Uh, I was excited to watch it, and I'm glad that I did. And it was a pleasant surprise. Um, and I give it uh, a good 7.3 out of 10. All right. Right on. By the way, I just realized we didn't give a, out of 10 scores for the Baywatch movie, but um, <laughs> I don't know if we want to, but we didn't. So... Um, <laughs> That movie was so ridiculous, but I it really, was. but I had a good time watching it. It made me laugh, yeah. Yeah, it, it made <laughs> me laugh too. Again, Sam, it was one of those movies where, like, if we would have had to watch it for just to do the normal review of the show, I wouldn't yeah. have liked it nearly as much as I did while watching it with Andrew and JP. Yeah, um, even though <laughs> even though there was a lot of a lot of f bombs and 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 The Rock is just he's too omniscient. <laughs> like, like, why would he know that this one company is the fish company that they get their fish from, and not like who knows these things? Like, it was so weird. It just anyway, uh, Sam, I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought it was a lot of great fun. I'm kind of with Andrew with about a seven point four eight out of ten. All right, right on. Yep. Uh, I'm right there with you guys. I'm going to give it a 7.5 because, again, I had a really good time with it. Uh, this movie, um, <coughs> sorry, I couldn't get to the button. Um, it makes me want to watch The Room, honestly. And mm-hmm. yeah, but which is, which is supposed to be horrible, only, so. but only to, to appreciate what this movie was, you know, right. like, like as a compilation or not a compilation, as a companion, um, kind of a thing. So, Anyway. I wonder how many movies could could have movies made about them. You know, I'm thinking of the terrible things that we watched, like well, Poltergeist the, and and Trolls yeah. Two and Well, Poltergeist doesn't work because it's a parody. Like it's it's supposed right. to be bad. But yeah, Trolls but, Two had the documentary that Sam yeah. uh, he referenced earlier. I, I see what you're saying. There are probably other movies out there that could be made. Um, like I, I wonder how many other crazy rich people that think that they can direct movies. Well, I'm actually you know? like, like I'm waiting for, I mean, it, it might have to wait until he dies. So, I mean, I can wait, but like uh, waiting for the, the, the George Lucas biopic, you know, or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like watching him get the money and negotiate with Fox to do THX and then star Wars and all that stuff. And, and to become, the cult nerd leader that he is or, or Gene Roddenberry. I mean, he's obviously dead, but like waiting for his movie about, there's obviously been a lot of documentaries about, about Star Trek and, 
and Spock, Leonard Nimoy in particular. Um, but like, do a like do a drama like this, right? Do a do a biopic like this about Gene and his dream of this this future. Which, by the way, speaking of Gene, I finished Star Trek Discovery finally. Um, Which one is that one? That's the one that's on the CBS All Access. Oh, okay, yeah. Thing. I really liked it. It's really good. It is so not normal Trek at all. Really? Oh, it's totally different. Like, is it more? Is it closer to the J.J. Abrams movies or? No, no, no. Like, okay. it's only like J.J. Abrams in the fact that it's new and shiny. Interesting. But like the the tone is so different. Is it dark and? It's depressing? A, it's not depressing. It is it is darker. It's like I don't want to compare it to Game of Thrones, but I don't really know of any other show to compare it to. Huh. But it's kind of like again Game of Thrones is a bad comparison, but it's like actually it's kind of like those Marvel's Netflix shows that we get where Oh yeah. where the main character, it's, like mainly like Daredevil, right? Like it's kind of gritty. It's really gritty, um, mm-hmm. but there's there's the constant, the constant theme of like hope, and then the, the 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 finale basically comes to a point where the main character is willing to die for their principles and the principles of Starfleet, and that's kind of how they save basically civilization as we know it. So, uh, so that it's actually really kind of neat and how they did it. Um, but it's, yeah, it's gritty and people die and in gruesome ways. (laughs) Um, the, there's, there's, there's a bad guy that, that captures some people and the way that they execute you is they just beam you into space and they, and, and you watch them die. I mean, it's, there's, there's watch their red shirt turn pink. Basically, well, they weren't they weren't Federation, but yeah. Um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of that stuff, and the one thing that they definitely did, and again, Sam, you 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 don't really know much, or I don't know how, Andrew how much Trek you know, but Gene Roddenberry had a had a kind of directive on with the writers, and that you cannot have conflict within the bridge crew within the the characters. Conflicts can only come from without. So, like, you literally can't have Picard yelling at the other crew for something unless something forced him to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the writers hated that, right? Because they're like, we're, we're writing drama, but we can't have drama. That's why we have to have Alien of the Week come in and try to wreck, wreck things is because we can't have drama on the ship. Yeah. They threw that shit out the book, out the out the window with this. I mean, there are crew members that hate each other and argue and yell and fight in this, and it makes it really interesting because that's kind of how people are, you know. Yeah. Even in Gene Roddenberry's kind of utopian future, in this version, people still are going to argue with people, and you're going to make a mistake, and they're going to say you effed up. They don't say the f word. But you, well, they do actually in one episode, which kind of annoyed me. But they dropped the f bomb. But uh, anyway, on CBS again, CBS All Access. It's streaming. It's a streaming service. It'll never hit. It'll never air oh, on TV. 
Um, so anyway, my point is that I really liked it, and I'm really looking forward to season two this January. Um, so there you go. Cool. That's really about all I've watched other than shows for the podcast. I just don't have much time uh, for anything else. Um, that's it. So yeah, that's our show. Next yep. week we're going to do – so we – We've had some weird kind of scheduling happening. I think life is kind of coming back to normal as all of us are kind of bound by the school calendar. And so I think things are going to get back to normal soon. Yeah. So next week, I'm pretty sure Corny will be able to participate, I think. Uh, but we're going to do Wanted next week. So we, Woo-hoo. most of us have actually already watched the movie. And I have a whole script for that movie and clips yeah. and everything. And I'll be able to watch it too by then. So that's great. So, um, and I'll find a version that doesn't have porn in it. So, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you had that weird, awkward issue with Wanted. Um, maybe we'll just, maybe I'll just send you a buck or something, and we'll rent it. Um, it's fine. I can, I can find it somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. So, I would rather pay a couple dollars than to have dongs flash in my face. While <laughs> Yeah. So, so, you, but you won't pay dollars to have them flash. Right. Yeah, yeah. No. No. It's, that's backwards. <laughs> if I knew where the movie was boxed away, I would just drive over to your house and drop it off and let you watch it. Um, but it's in a box somewhere because, of course, I own it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's our show. Um, I'm gonna yep. play the. Actually, I'm not gonna do the. We, I didn't, this is so weird. And again, people, this is inside baseball. No one really cares. But like last week when we did Baywatch, I didn't do the outro. And it, it just, it felt so weird. But it ended, like, we just ended and I added it in. And it actually, I think it actually made the show shorter. I don't know. It's weird. And nice. no, it, again, no one cares. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, uh, we did that. We did that. So yeah, um, check us out. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, please. That would be big help if you could do that. Uh, Facebook.com slash cheap seat reviews. And of course you can follow us at cheap seat cast. It's so weird. We're like, we're at 499 followers on Twitter. Right. And then like I click on it and then we're at 501 and then the, like within three hours, I'll check it again. And we're at 499. It's just, it's really weird. We just keep hovering. We can't seem to like stay above 500. It's just kind of funny. So anyway, um, and of course you can send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com where I w- we would really like, honestly, we need your suggestions because at this point the, the list is just filled with movies that I want to watch. Yeah. And um, you guys send yeah. us stuff that send us stuff that you think we would enjoy or, or stuff that maybe you think we haven't seen, or or something that you just want us to review, you just want to hear our opinions, or simply for the fear, uh, uh, for the fear, yeah, no, no, for no, the fear, for the for the pure <laughs> um, act of making us squirm, make us do something that you know we won't like, yeah, um, yeah. So, but otherwise, we've got some pretty fun stuff coming up. Um, we do have swordfish on the list. Sword. Um, my favorite Library. awful yeah. tech movie. Oh yeah, it's got that great hacking scene. That's the worst. Um, but we do have some other good stuff coming up. Um, I kind of also, I think all of the Mission Impossible movies are streaming on Amazon. I kind of want to do all of them at some point. We've already done three, so I think we're going to start with one pretty soon too coming up. It's the loneliest number. Um, 
And uh, as far, I know we're long in the show at this point, but uh, start thinking about movies you want us to do for Halloween. Oh, oh crap, that's coming up too. Right, yeah. it's coming up a lot sooner Be than you think. You know yeah. uh, a lot sooner than you think, so. I wonder if we, can we do Facebook polls? <sighs> oh, thank you, Sam. Maybe uh, we do it that way. You just made all of our listeners yawn. Uh, I don't know. We could probably do. Actually, a yeah, Facebook poll might work pretty good. And I can do a Twitter poll. Um, anyway, that's it. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I can uh, do a stripper poll. I'm sure you can. <laughs> and we will see you next week with Wanted. And on behalf of Sam, Andrew, and Corny, this is Sean saying, Oh, hi, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> mm mm-hmm.